This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insights, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back. It's time for another edition of Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Also heard on the radio on the bet, Las Vegas. So hello to our Las Vegas radio audience. We appreciate you being with us. And I say us because it's not just me. Your your humble host, Scott Branson, along with my co-host, also known, a.k.a. Midtown Mo. He is Mo Moten, senior NFL writer at Bleacher Report. Also, Raiders columns at sportsnot.com. You can follow him on x.com at M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I am at LV Gully. You can also catch my writing. I usually do it with crayons on sportsnot.com. So thank you guys for being with us. It's time to jump into Raiders football. How you doing, Raider Nation? How, how you doing? How you holding up after the Charger loss and all the negativity? I know, I know. Mo, I had somebody on our YouTube channel say, I love your channel, but I think I just have to stop watching because it's so bad how things are going. And I said, no, we'll keep you company. We'll make you feel worse, but at the same time, we'll make you feel better. Right, Mo? I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's a good message to send, Scott, but no, look, you can't, you can't, as they say, can't put lipstick on the pig, right? Oh, yeah. So there's nothing you can say to fans <clears throat> to sugarcoat a three-game losing streak to start the first quarter of your season. So. Yeah. No, no question. And look, here's the deal. It doesn't mean that you can't find silver linings in things. But I want to talk to you, Mo, because you had um, on Wednesday last night, you had your Bleacher Report live. Um, ironically, all all very, very older men in there with you. I don't know what the deal is. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just joking. With you. Trying to catch you off guard. But nonetheless, you're in there. You asked the question, okay, if the Raiders were to get rid of Josh McDaniels tomorrow, which many, many, many in Raider Nation would like to see happen, some are disappointed it hasn't already happened. But nonetheless, you asked the question about coaches. Like who, okay, so who would you, who would you get to replace your coach? What was, give me your most intriguing answer, like one that actually makes sense, because we'll get into the ones that don't make sense. There are two that I really like. One is Shane Waldron, offensive-minded, mm-hmm. offensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks, helped Geno Smith reinvent himself in Seattle. I think there's something to be said to take a quarterback who was talented coming out of West Virginia and then and then didn't have a good start with the Jets, bounced around the league, and you take that guy, turn him from, from a journeyman quarterback to a bona fide starter. On the defensive side, my best candidate was Dan Quinn. And I explained this for two straight weeks now that Dan Quinn isn't just a defensive coordinator. He wouldn't be there just to fix the Raiders' defense. He knows how to build a pretty good coaching staff. 
I continue to point out his 2016 staff that had Mike McDaniel, the Dolphins head coach, Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers head coach, and also had who, who else did it have? It had another head coach on there, Matt LaFleur, the Green Bay Packers. Also, Matt LaFleur was an assistant on that staff. So he had three future head coaches, and he also had Raheem Morris, who has a pass as a head coach on that staff. So this is a guy that, yeah, you're probably going to lose your offensive coordinator every two to three years. But if you have confidence in your CEO type of head coach to build the staff and rebuild the staff, then you can hire a defensive coordinator and that guy can help your defense while building the other side of the ball with uh, coaches who develop talent. Yeah, it's a good point. But here's so two things and I don't want to, well, I'll wait to spoil the fun in a second. But the the, the coaches that other people, I, I don't understand. And it's not just Raider Nation. So I'm not picking on Raider Nation. It's every fan base wants to go to the past. Like the the melancholy, the the idea that Jack Del Rio came up in your show, right? Somebody there was a couple people who actually wanted Jack Del Rio. There were quite a few people because I opened as always I opened the chat for suggestions, not just me because I don't want to do all the talking and right. you know because Raider Nation is it's an open discussion. So, you know, I asked the chat, obviously, you know, you know, who do you, you know, any names you would put out there? Of course, I got a lot of Eric Bieniemy. I said I want to see Eric Bieniemy for a full year away from Andy Reid before I, you know, kind of evaluate him as a play caller because he was under Andy Reid. I'm not saying he had nothing to do with the operation, but I just want to see him away from Andy Reid, just as you want to see a Patriots disciple away from Bill Belichick, right? And the other name that came up was Deion Sanders. And I pointed to a, a tweet that I had or a post recently that I had that said, Deion basically admitted that his coaching style wouldn't work in the NFL no. because they're guys that would be making more money than him and he wouldn't be able to motivate them the same way he would motivate young men 19 to 21 years old. Right. And then the director real suggestion came up and people, and there were quite a few, and let me tell you, there were quite a few people that said, Jack DeRio should have been fired, bring him back. The other name that popped up that I thought was interesting was Cliff Kingsbury. I'm not I'm not on the Cliff Kingsbury bandwagon. I don't like how it I understand he did better in the NFL than he did in college. But if I'm gonna bring a guy if a retread, I would want him to have a winning pedigree, a winning track record. And that's why my first suggestion was Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, people don't realize this. Jim Harbaugh has a 70% win percentage on the NFL level with the 49ers. He also has a 70% win percentage on the college level between Stanford and Michigan. So this is a guy who's done it at a high level on both the college and the pros. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I just, I think I'm going to go on the record now. Jim Harbaugh is not going to be the Raiders coach ever. He leveraged the Vikings last year to get a deal at Michigan. He also, by the way, I agree with you, Mo. I mean, you look at his stats, it's hard. And I was, I was in line last time saying they should have went and got him, right? Before they got Josh McDaniels. I thought, I thought it was going to happen. I really did. But, you look back, he's been out of the NFL for a while now. And I think that that makes a difference. I know, you know, you, you step out, you come back in. We've seen what, what has happened with other coaches who've done that. So I don't know. I don't have the answer. But I think, look, and again, you know, I'm not criticizing you, my friend. But I just think the talk of a new coach, it, it's, it's a moot point because I don't think he's going to get fired. I don't think they're, I don't think Mark Davis, unless it gets so disastrous and we've talked about this before, right? I don't think he's going to fire him this year. I really do not think it's going to happen. And 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 we heard today from Jeremy Fowler on ESPN, or excuse me, on Wednesday, about Devontae Adams saying, hey, look, I'm good here. I, I don't need to trade. So Devontae Adams is kind of backing Aiden O'Connell, too, by the way, said he did really well, that he had the locker room. 
So it sounds like the, the locker room situation, while there might be frustration over losing, which there always is, is not at the point to where you and I talked about in the preseason, which was the only way we would see him getting fired is if if that became an open revolt against the head coach. It could still happen. I'm not saying it isn't. I just don't see it happening. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I agree. I don't see it happening. But if the Raiders go one and eight, would you be able to completely rule it out? No. If the I leaders agree. in the locker room, like Devontae Adams, Max Crosby, and Josh Jacobs band together and say this isn't it, yeah, would you rule it out? Because Vic Tafer wrote a piece. He had a mailbag column over on The Athletic, and he said, Mark Davis is trying to be really, really patient with the current regime. And we've said that plenty of times. But he said, if the Raiders wind up losing the next three games, and I have a column up on Sports Night breaking down the next three games versus the Packers at home, mm-hmm. versus the Patriots at home, and then going on the road to face Chicago, who's also falling apart. By the way, Chicago hasn't won a football game in nearly a year. <laughs> if the Raiders lose three straight games to those teams, <laughs> can you remember. absolutely blame Mark Davis for changing his narrative or changing his mind a bit and saying, maybe we do need to hire a different head coach and general manager? No. I, I agree with you there, and I think too there 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 also is the totality of of I think really troubling things that come out not in the individual like oh my gosh that's a terrible I mean that's incredible but the little things that are starting to leak out which I don't think is an accident by the way okay so when you talk about not losing the locker room I think there's probably people there who who would prefer not to have him there but you saw Peter King right. Peter King talking to um, to Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack said he was chipped twice during the game. So remember in the press conference, Josh McDaniels didn't say different really. He just said, "Well, we put we put various guys on him." Made it sound like he double teamed him, but he didn't. He just switched assignments sometimes. He switched in some rotating guys. Like if I'm the owner and I see that, wait a minute, one sack, two sack, three sacks, and I don't do anything different. See, these are the kind of little things, Mo, that I think are building. And to your point, you put that on top of, let's say, like you said, you lose the next three. Now you're you're one and six, okay? Then you put on what players are saying and what they're telling the owner, because he, he does talk to players. Then you start to accumulate, I think, a lot of weight on the shoulders of Josh McDaniels. And suddenly, yes, a change becomes more evident. But because you're right, this three-game stretch, they have to. They have to turn it around. I'm not saying they're going to win all three of them, but they better win two or three. They, they better win two or three. Um, because if not, there's there's real trouble in River City. Two and five? Because that I believe they were two and five last year after seven right. games. Yeah. So that means zero progress through zero. the first about half of the season. Right. I don't I, Look, as I've said, it, it's going to take more than a bad record because I think, and I had this post pinned to my – X profile where Vic Tafer basically says, you know, the guys up top, Davis, Ziegler, and McDaniels are not judging the season on wins. So you, you may ask yourself, what are they judging the season on? It's player development because they they have the idea that this team isn't close to being a contender. 
So we'll, we understand we're not going to have a, a good record this year, but we just want to see the rookie class progress. And to that, I say the rookie class, very little progression there. Name me, could you name one rookie that's made a huge impact this season? I know it's early. It's only the first quarter of the season. There's still plenty of time. But if we're on this rate, no, none of the rookies have shown great promise yet. They've taken baby steps. Tyree Wilson taking now he has a faster get off. Okay. But you got to get to the quarterback. That's what they drafted you seventh overall for. You know, Jacorian Bennett has a good play here and a bad play here, has a flag here. It's debatable, but not a major impact yet. Yeah. Byron Young, you know, he's on a milk carton right now. He's mm-hmm. a rookie, give him some time, but he hasn't made a, a, a great impact. There are, there are no, other than Aiden O'Connell, and I liked what I saw out of Aiden O'Connell. What can you say that you really said, okay, I see something special in this player? I see some promise. There's been this. nobody. You're right, and 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 you're right that the, the player that's shown the most, and granted, it's only one game, and but in the preseason is Aiden O'Connell. That's the one guy, and he's not going to play. So, so go figure. Exactly. You have you have Michael Mayer, nothing. Uh, so so Trey it, Tucker, it's, nothing. Trey Tucker, nothing. So it, it it's very frustrating. I understand from a fan's perspective too, looking at it and saying, "Whoa, why are we not getting more out of these guys?" And and that's the simple question is. That's the question Mark Davis has to ask. And to your point, if it's not about wins and it's about progression, then, boy, my offensive line is regressing. Yep. Uh, my first-round draft pick got blown up by a wide receiver. I'm sure you've all seen that film of Keenan Allen taking out Tyree Wilson. I mean, it just, it just seems like there's one hit after the other. For the Raider fans that are depressed hearing this, I just want to I just want to end put we'll a bonus by saying it's it's still early. We're only yes. we're only through the first quarter of the season, and I we had Matt Holder on a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I said I won't really start to look at Tyree Wilson with a very critical eye until midseason, right? Because we all know he had a slow offseason coming off that foot injury, foot surgery. Byron Young, I I expected to see a little more from him. I know he had an injury too this offseason. But I expected them, you know, to get more snaps in that rotation, especially with, uh, you know, just Bilal Nichols have, making a play here and there. And Nesta J. Severa not getting on the field till last week. <laughs> so, where, you know, where is the growth coming from from this rookie class? It's just not there yet. No, it's not there yet. Uh, and then I also don't understand. I mean, look, there's no, there's, there's also veteran players who are not being utilized. We talked a lot about that on Tuesday's show, right, Mo? And, and I've talked about it in the mailbag yesterday as well with, with the viewers who, who wrote in. And so, so it's, 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 it's a weird thing. They have to change. They have to flip the script, so to speak. They have to change the narrative and it has to start on a big stage on Monday night against the Packers at home. Again, the Raiders haven't won at home consistently. And people wonder why there's a lot of visiting fans there. Just saying. It's the way it goes. So we'll, we'll get into that. But first... In the next segment, we are going to talk about, we'll get to Jimmy Garoppolo updates and and other things uh, happening with the team in the final segment. But coming up after the break, we're going to be joined by Daniel Kotnick. Um, he's going to talk about the Packers. He's out in Wisconsin. He's going to give us a lowdown on Jordan Love and the new look Green Bay Packers. We'll see what it's like. Anyway, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we will rejoin you. We will continue to talk Raiders football, and you will get better. You will feel better. I promise. This is Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Don't go anywhere. 